أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله by Allah Taala's father we've reached this mubarak 29th night uh, of Ramadan it was a blessing it was an honor from Allah that we didn't deserve to witness this month to fast this month to pray in this month to make it to the masjid the house of Allah in this month to pray Jum'ah in this month and now it's nearing its completion so we ask Allah Ta'ala to accept what has passed and to forgive what has fallen short and to give us the tawfiq that whatever good we gained that we hold on to it and that we move forward with it and that we progress with it and uh, not that we fall behind and uh, for those a couple of people who are punctual listeners uh, I apologize for this recording being made available so late Alhamdulillah by Allah's fadl our local masjid had their khatam tonight and it was uh, you know it was not only a, uh, a finish but it was uh, it was a, a, a khatam to end all khatams mashallah uh, and so we got out very late we got out very late from the masjid and uh, Alhamdulillah there's some khair in it as well I was hoping to read uh, one last time from Malana Sayyidah Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi's uh, Saviors of the Islamic Spirit. But to be honest with you, uh, mashallah, talking about Malana Rumi is something that uh, um, I felt uncomfortable about, about, that it was beyond my scope even to contain or to convey uh, the meanings of the Masnavi uh, so casually with so little preparation. And so now the time is short until the end of Suhoor and on the theme of Khatams because the, the, the Quran, uh, its recitation in the local masjid was completed today. Just like that, this Mubarak month is about to complete. It's possible that the moon will be sighted uh, tomorrow evening and that Eid will be uh, the day after and that this is the last night of Ramadan. Uh, and it's possible also that we have another day more likely it's probable that we'll have another night a day and night of Ramadan uh, and Allah knows best um, but uh, inshallah whoever and wherever and whatever we get in that day there's a lot of catching up to do um, for for us and uh, I guess my only message for tonight to myself and to uh, those you know few uh, souls who out of there uh, good opinion, husnadhan, and desire to seek something of benefit, uh, will listen. Is a verse of poetry in Persian, which I heard uh, recited in one of the talks of my own sheikh and my own ustad, Ustadji Mulana Hassan al Mewati, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give him a long life and protect him from his enemies and protect him from the eye of jealous people or from the eye of a person who wishes to create facade in this world and give him even more tawfiq even more tawfiq than the wonderful tawfiq Allah has already given him 
and you may have heard me mention him in other talks and whatnot. He's a very, very special person to me. That uh, he was mentioning in the context of not making a fitna for yourself, not subjecting yourself to the ideas of stupid people again and again. Yeah, okay, you want to be intellectually honest, go ahead and hear people's arguments and uh, see the arguments against them and you know, go through all that. But once you've satisfied yourself and settled on Iman, uh, the path of safety is to not continuously torture yourself again and again, stab yourself in the, uh, in the chest and in the leg and in the arm and in the hand and in the ear and in the tongue and every other part of your body um, just in order to make sure that you would heal if you, if you hurt yourself. Inshallah, you'll heal. You already know that that's the way the system works. So don't do it again and again. And he mentioned, he mentioned what, there's a principle greater than uh, just being able to argue with others. Uh, and that uh, principle was um, elucidated in this one verse of poetry uh, in Persian. And to be honest with you, I, I've heard it many times before in Bayan. And uh, however, I was not clear on its dubbed, you know, exactly what it was. So I called up uh, uh, Sheikh Tamim, or I contacted Sheikh Tamim. And he, he was kind enough to uh, clean it up and, you know, tell me what the exact wording was. And I think sometimes, you know, poetry uh, goes through different channels, so it has slightly different wordings anyway. But uh, the meaning is the same, and we'll take Sheikh Tamim's version, given that he is uh, closer to a native speaker of the Persian language. Um, and the verses, Iman chu salamat balabe gor berem. Iman chun salamat balabe gor berem. Ahsantu darin chustio chalaki yema. It's a bait, it's a, a, a verse attributed to Shah Abdul Qadir Jailani rahimahullah ta'ala, who, if you'll remember from last year's majlis, was actually a native speaker of Persian despite being a full blooded Sayyid, uh, descendant of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from both sides of the family. But he grew up in a more remote part of Iran and he was a native speaker of Persian. And uh, when he when he saw in the dream the command of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for him to go to Baghdad and start preaching to the people, uh, one of his, one of his, I guess, concerns that he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, um, in a way that kind of like, you know, like very lovingly mimics um, something that Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam said to Allah when Allah commanded him to go to Fir'aun. Sayyidina Musa in his case, um, he had a speech impediment which was not, he was, it wasn't congenital, but he actually was because of an injury that he uh, incurred as a child being fearless. He was playing with coal and he, it said, Wallahu alam, it said that he bit onto a hot coal um, and uh, being tough and able to handle the, the pain and whatnot and being a child, um, he, he injured his tongue. And so he said that, uh, you know, they're going to mock the way I speak. And so send my brother to speak on my behalf. Some Something almost lovingly that reminds you of that. That Shah Abdul Qadir in his dream, he said to the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that, you know, I'm a Persian, I don't speak Arabic very well. Like, how are they going to listen to me? There's a great ulama of the Arab are over there. Like, how are they going to listen to me? And that's the, that's the caliphate. And uh, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, in the dream, he put his Mubarak, uh, 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 his Mubarak uh, uh, saliva in the mouth of the 
of his grandson Shah Abdul Qadir and uh, uh, then he woke up and Allah gave him this ability to speak in Arabic but uh, you know we forget sometimes that he actually was a native speaker of Persian and so his speech used to leave people spellbound by the thousands and tens of thousands and uh, commoners would come and listen and scholars would come and listen and Sufis would come and listen all kinds of people would listen and it would cause them to rectify their lives and to abandon sin and to repent from their wicked ways and to dedicate their lives to something better. And so once uh, a lady in his majlis used to have all kinds of commoners and once an old woman, she heard his talk and she, she praised him and said, MashaAllah, you know, you, you spoke very well and you're very intelligent, you're very eloquent, etc., etc. And so he replied to her praise with this bait with this verse he said iman tu salamat balabe gor barem he said that uh, you know the summary of which is what that if you want to uh, you know if you, if you want to say something then like don't praise it right now don't praise me right now rather um, let me bring my iman to uh, all the way in, into the edge and into my grave um, let's go with our iman all the way to the edge of our grave and into the grave uh, and get our iman there safely and then he says then we can say Ahsantu. then I'll say yes I did do a good job you're right in complimenting me that I did good then you can say I did good and I can say I did good in this justi in this um, in this uh, health or fitness Ochalaki and this uh, intelligence, cunningness, and, and cleverness uh, of ours—that we were we were able to like get something out of it—and so this being the night of a khatam and being possibly the last night of Ramadan and definitely nearer to the end of the, of Ramadan, um, don't take any of it for granted. Not the Ramadan, not your life, not your iman, not your uh, uh, you know your reward. None of that stuff. Don't take any of it for granted until you. Enter the grave with La ilaha illallah on your lips. Uh, may your eyes and your mouth and your nose be filled with the sweet fragrance of Jannah on that day. And maybe it may be a, may it be a Mubarak day, an Eid Mubarak for you and for all of us. And those of us who are left behind will cry. And may those who go on ahead of us uh, be filled with joy at meeting you uh, in that Mubarak state of having not only one but attained victory in a life that will last forever and so uh, just a couple of advices that these moments are still left in Ramadan they still have a fast tomorrow and quite possibly a fast the day afterward and quite possibly another night for those who are in Atikaf and for those who are not in Atikaf still you have a night to make Atikaf if you wish to and you have a night to Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from wherever you are, whether you're in or outside of the masjid. That uh, go ahead and pray a couple of more raka'at. Go ahead and read a little bit more Quran. You know, read another sabara, read another juz. Um, read, you know, if someone says that's too much for me to read, read it in Arabic. If someone's like, says it's too much for me to read, read another page. If that's too much, read another ayah. You struggle. I remember those days when I used to struggle through. 
um, being able to even read an ayah, it would take, you know, it would take me, you know, a couple minutes and I'd just kind of fumble and mumble through it. Go ahead, read another ayah. If you say, I don't know how to read Arabic. I say, okay, just open the mushaf, inshallah. All the way to the beginning. The first surah of the Quran is Surah Al-Fatiha. And all the way to the top right hand of where the Quranic texts begin is the first verse of the Quran. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And the first letter in the Quran is an alif. It's just a straight line up and down. If you can't do anything else, just open the mushaf and look at that straight line up and down. So this is alif. Ya Allah, I read this one letter of the Quran, the first letter. You from your mehrbani, you from your fadl and from your karam, from your grace, from your mercy, from your generosity, you give me the reward of this alif and you give me the reward of all of those things that come afterward. Because you're the one who doesn't turn away, the one who asks in sincerity. You're the one who loves the person to be humble in front of him. You're the one who loves the one who bends his neck with humility in his court. What can be more humble than a person who is unable to present anything else in the royal court? So they present an alif. And a day will come when you realize that that alif is worth more than the dunya and what's in it. Alif Allah chambedi booty murshid man which laihu that that alif uh, which is also the first letter in the divine name Allah like the 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 chamba tree straight up and down there's no crookedness in it whatever whatsoever Alhamdulillah some man of God some saintly person he planted inside my heart. And then he watered it with the water of La ilaha illallah until it grew in every vein and every uh, appendage of my body. Uh, that alif, mashallah, uh, inshallah, may be a reason for your salvation and for your forgiveness. May it ward off every evil. Uh, all of your days in this world and all of your days in the grave and may it be a lantern and a torch that lights your grave and may it be a guide that takes you safely through the passages uh, of the gathering after our resurrection and takes you to the health of the Prophet that even a person who loved that alif I promise you yawm al-qiyamah that love if it's sincere it will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and it will be something that entire nations will be envious of May be it may it be a proof in your trial on the day of judgment, and may it be a, 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 a stick that keeps you stable and keeps your footfall stable when crossing the sirat, and may it be your key um, that you put into any one of the eight gates of Jannah uh, that you can enter uh, with whoever and whatever you like. Again, you don't have to do a lot; just do a little bit with sincerity and do it with love with full and utter conviction that inside this alif there's more khair than any job at Google or Microsoft or Amazon that there's more khair in this alif than any Bentley or Rolls Royce or Tesla that there's more khair in this alif than taking vacation to Cancun or to Tahiti or to Hawaii that in this alif there is uh, more status than being 
any manager or district manager or CEO or president or king of any country, be it in North America or South America or Europe, Asia, any other continent or island that, or peninsula that masquerades around as a continent. In this alif, there's more sharaf than anything that an economist can forecast or anything that uh, people who count stuff can count or people who measure things can measure. There's an article in the BBC, they just measured the depth of like some large part of the ocean and they have like clear data about it. There's no scanner, there's no scientist, there's no laboratory, there's no technology that's ever going to be able to understand how much khair and how much beauty and how much majesty and how much help and how much light is tied up in this one alif. If you believe it when you look at it and you make the sound of ah from alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen if you make the sound of ah from Allah I promise you even this alif can be enough to get you through this world in the hereafter. Wouldn't it be nice if you opened the mushaf and just took a look at it? Wouldn't it be nice if you used the same tongue that you used to say all kind of strange things and some things maybe, maybe you shouldn't have said and that I shouldn't have said that you used to talk smack or that you used to tell jokes or you used to tell your wife or husband or children or loved one I love you or you used to say something nice or witty or you used to cunningly argue your way out of having to pay a traffic ticket or uh, you know in a court case you know win a court case or to nail a, a, an interview and to get a job or to maybe screw all of those things up that that same tongue which you're so proud of that you could do all these things with there's nothing in the world that uh, uh, that can compare with it being able to say uh, this alif and this ah of Allah and this ah of alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen that this is a treasure you'll keep with you that every Muslim is rich you know people think that like mashallah oh, look it's Arabs they must have money right every Muslim is rich but your wealth is not in your bank account and it's not under your mattress even though some of you I know you guys are stashing a lot of money under your mattresses mashallah I've never seen your name register on the Rabat donor list but mashallah you guys have something that you're hiding somewhere or another Allah Ta'ala give you barakah in it I'm not even asking for it uh, but it's there but know that that's not your real wealth your wealth as a Muslim even if you're the king of England the queen of England your wealth as a Muslim is not stashed under the throne or in the crown jewels where is it? point to it it's inside of your heart it's this divine name of Allah which resides inside the crown of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so go ahead and, and embellish it and decorate it and get it ready for Eid inshallah because it will be the light that will lead you in the procession of celebration. Nuruhum yasa'a min bayni aydihim wa bi aymanihim bushraqum ulyom. That you'll be from the people whose whose light will be uh, proceeding in front of them, and then on their right hand side. Someone said, what, what is the left-hand side going to be dark? No. Yameen here means barakah. Every side up, down, top, right. Every, every side is barakah for a person who passes on iman. That your light will proceed in front of you and on your every side. And even the angels will say, Glad tidings to you, Bushrakum al-Yom. 
you'll go into such gardens under which rivers flow. The key for all of that and so many things more than that that can't be described in words. All of it is, uh, you can find it in that alif, inshallah. So go ahead and crack the mushaf open and take a look at it with that much love or with more. And uh, may it be mubarak, may Allah Ta'ala accept it from you, inshallah, uh, while, we, while we all still can before the last khatam happens, which is not the khatam of the Qur'an or the uh, last of Ramadan passing, but the uh, khatam of our lives. Allah Ta'ala make that khatam a, a good one and make it on khair and on iman and on salama. Allah Ta'ala accept from all of us. If anybody wishes to contact, you're welcome to get in touch with me, hm at ribat.org. I do my best to answer people's queries, although I admittedly cannot get to everybody. Uh, but go ahead and reach out. And uh, uh, inshallah, uh, if you uh, make it inshallah to Jannah before, uh, I do. Uh, also, go ahead and reach out. And uh, trust me, you won't need my email address on that day. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala keep us all uh, together and happy in this world and the hereafter. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala Naji minna yakhudu bi yadi akhihi The one who makes it from amongst us will take their brother by the hand and not leave him behind. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.